welcome back to Help Me Rhonda podcast with Rhonda Hale. I am your host, Rhonda Hale. I am so glad you're here right now. Um, I hope you guys are having a good week. I hope last week was a good week. I um, kind of feel like a little bit like shit right now. Um, I haven't been getting that much sleep lately. My eyes are like so bloodshot and red right now. And, um, oh my God, I'm yawning on you right now. Oh, how rude. Um, I believe that, uh, one of the big contributors to my current state of, um, drowsiness is my really, really, really sweet neighbor. Um, I live in a, like a high rise apartment in LA and right across the road for me, it's, you know, it's like high rise city. So right across the road for me is another high rise complex. Well, when I first moved in there, it's just, it's such a pretty posh kind of cool looking area. And when I moved in right across the way was this very friendly lady and um she greeted and said hello and i said hi and she was very very nice and she always has been very nice and um she had a little bit of an east coast accent so i said hey are you from the east coast she goes yeah i'm from new york and i said oh my god you're here from new york that's ironic uh next year i'm moving to new york myself and i uh i've always loved everything about the east coast I feel so attracted to it. And she said, wow, you know, um, I've always loved everything about the West Coast, so I finally moved here to enjoy my winters and to get away from the heavy weather. And uh, so anyway, we developed like a, a friendship, you know, a yell across the, <laughs> across the heights of our apartment. Like we're up, 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 high up. And so we're like, hey, how you doing? And so we we're both like half awake on our patio drinking morning coffee. Well, my really sweet neighbor, I believe, I, I really, really think that she suffers from some kind of um, mental illness. I'm, I'm sure she does because uh, every morning, She'll go through blocks of time where this happens like every day for like two weeks. And she will wake up anywhere between 5.30 in the morning to 7 o'clock in the morning and scream in anger full on conversations at the top of her lungs. She is like, it's as if she were on a phone call or as if she were talking to another person with her or communicating to somebody else who's really pissed her the fuck off. Instead, she is yelling directly into the sunrise. So I don't know if she's pissed off at the sun um, or you know what the hell is going on, but usually she'll be out there saying, you goddamn motherfucker, how dare you talk to me like that? How dare you say that to me? You and your bureaucracy, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. She is always on one and she's always 
furious about something and she'll pause for a second and she'll go, how dare you? And she'll start screaming and she's flailing her arms about and she is screaming and screaming and screaming and, and just, um, like accentuating every single word that she says with her hands. And, um, I will peek out my window just in this half alert, just barely, barely alert state that early in the morning. I am not a morning person. And I will look out my blind. I'll just kind of pull it over to the side and have blackout blinds in my bedroom. And I'll look at her and she, God bless her, she's in her fluffy white bathrobe. She'll usually have her hair in a shower cap or not and she's just giving it to them whoever they are out there um she's not on the phone i promise you it's not some bluetooth in her ear and then after she's done this she'll go on this tirade for like um a rampage rather for like uh any it will never be less than 20 minutes it could be 20 minutes to an hour and when she's done She'll just kind of yawn and turn around and scoot her feet, her slippered feet, slipper shod feet, back into her little apartment, close the door and probably go back to sleep. So I don't know if she's a sleepwalker or if she's, she could be schizophrenic or um, psychotic, I'm not sure. And maybe that's, what happens before the morning begins and she starts her, you know, her daily dose of medication. Well, I, my heart goes out to anybody who deals with any kind of mental illness. It's not me. I mean, I could never, um, call the police on her for disturbing the peace or something like that. I, I would never do something like that because the woman is clearly um, in a lot of turmoil. And if it's disruptive to me to be in my snuggly warm bed with a barrier of a building and a window and being inside of my apartment, if it's disturbing me enough to wake me up, I can't even imagine this disruption that she's feeling in her own body, in her own energy, in her own heart and soul to feel that disrupted and unprotected and unsafe to have to feel that she has to go to that degree to um, protect herself. So I, I think we're, I'm on about I think it's about been nine days in a row now, and so my eyes are so bloodshot. And um, this morning, uh, she did not do anything, so I can't really blame her today, but, excuse me, I my body expected her to do it, so I automatically woke up at 6.30. <laughs> And anybody who knows me knows, uh, homie don't do mornings. Yeah, leave me alone in the morning. So anyway, that is the reason my eyeballs look so disgusting. And to those of you on the podcast, that's why I keep fucking yawning so much. So, sorry about that. Um, 
I wanted to talk to you about a love story of this bride. Um, I know I'm not going to get through this love story without crying because it touches my heart. It's beautiful. The woman is beautiful. Her story is amazing. And um, I fell in love with her. So here it is. All right, so I've got this amazing bride, and um, gosh, I almost feel like I should use her name. Um, well, I think I am going to use her name because she's fucking incredible. She is somebody that I feel is so inspiring to women, yes. But to men, to anybody who's going through something out of their control, um, she's a huge inspiration. So her name is Jennifer Urch. And she is a personal trainer. She is so good at what she does here in L.A. She's so good at what she does and so skilled that she her clientele has um evolved to be basically just celebrities so she works very closely with people you and i go to the movies to watch and have for many many years jennifer's reached out to me first um i wonder if i wrote on her paper what who the manufacturer of that or her the designer of that dress was um i believe it was a val i think it was a valentino i feel like it was a valentino i think it was if if i'm wrong at any part of this she will uh text me or call me and correct me uh but i i think it was like a valentino anyway um she got it at a sample sale when she first called me, she said that um, she found the dress that she loves, but that um, it's just not fitting her the way she wants it to, the way she needs it to. It's strapless. It's a very, um, it's kind of a showstopper dress. So it's, it's strapless and it goes all the way down and hugs her very, very, very nice well-kept body um all the way down like a mermaid and then where it flares out uh it flares out with magnificence and it's huge it has enormous train and the thing that is so amazing about this dress is it's not a traditional color of a wedding dress it is this warm deep toasty champagne it's it's not like a golden soft nudie color of champagne no it's got um warmth it's almost like latte color the whole dress and it has this amazing um it almost looks like you know how the veins in a leaf kind of have that beautiful pattern in a leaf like a maple leaf, for example. Well, it kind of has that only all of the veins in this fabric are covered in gold glitter. 
and it is like a fucking runway dress. It is so beautiful. Anyway, her main concern was, as she told me on the phone, that she had had reconstructive um, breast surgery and it was a strapless dress and she was very concerned about the coverage on the side to not show um, the reconstruction of her surgery. She wanted it to, to be completely covered in there and there was some puckering and things that she needed to get fixed and a bustle or something. So I said, hey, no worries, I can do it. I'll figure it out. Um, it, it's very, very rare that I would ever tell anybody no because I run my business by thinking out of the box. And so I figured I can, I can figure something out. So Jennifer comes in. She um, is very, just naturally very pretty. She's a very clean, she has a very clean, pristine look about her. She has beautiful, warm olive skin. She has this thick, wavy, intense hair that's amazing that she kept pulled back and she just has fantastic bone structure so when you look at her you're like man she's just beautiful you know she doesn't even need a drop of makeup she's just she's amazing and I know she doesn't think of herself that way because she's just not conscious of I don't think she's aware of, of uh, how she looks but she's she's probably like I would say she's like five Four maybe and she's just in perfect perfect shape that is what her fucking living is she trains people to who need to look their best maintain a look that keeps them camera ready at all times and and healthy at all times I mean if you're gonna be in front of the camera's eye all the time whether it's uh, being a performing artist, a musician, or a singer, a vocalist, or whether it's on t television or the or the big screen, that's a very stressful life. And you do not only need to physically maintain your appearance uh, because it's your fucking job. You can't be a lazy ass like me. And I know I could look better and I could probably feel better if I worked out more, but it's like, I don't feel a lot of pressure. So I don't really do it <laughs> currently. Maybe, maybe some, I'll get struck by lightning and I'll be like all gung ho to work out, but currently not really. So, um, you know, they have to stay healthy too. Well, um, she, was uh, she brought her dress here, was looking at it and just kind of drooling over it. It's so magnificent. And through the process, when you're working with a bride, um, you really get to know the bride. I mean, I do because I'm not just somebody here to work on your dress. I care about you. I care about your life. I, I like to get to know you personally, you. Because when I am working on your dress, and I think I may have said this before, um, if I haven't, here's another layer of my weirdness. And I know it's weird to you, but to me, I would never ever consider, I would never consider putting my hands on a dress to do work on it without meditating. I always meditate. I meditate before any dress I work on 
before I start the day, even before brides come in. Tomorrow I've got one, two, three, four, five. I think I have six, five to six brides tomorrow. Before they come in, I will get here early and I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna clear out the space and I'm gonna bring in white light and I'm gonna make everything raise the vibration as high as possible so that I can be at my highest possible vibration that I possibly can attain and I can be a, a better service to my lovely, beautiful brides that come in. So whatever's happening in their life, when they come in here, and I've had so many brides tell me, when they walk in, they're like, man, this is nice. I've, and it's, believe me, it's not how it's decorated. It's, it's not the interior design. That's not it. It is, when they walk in, they tell me, man, it just feels so good in here. I feel so, I like the energy in here. I get it so much. And it's because this, needs to be a sanctuary. It needs to be a place that resonates peace and calm and happiness. And I believe, it's not even that I believe it, I know it, it's scientific. Everything is energy. I'm energy, my body is energy, my sweater, my top that I'm wearing right here, this is energy, my cat ears are energy. Uh, this cup here that is holding my margarita with my picture of my beautiful friend Lori Colette Gallagher and myself on here. This is energy. Everything's energy. And it's just atoms moving at different speeds. They're all moving at different um, velocities and speeds, which create, obviously, solid mass. So what I do when I meditate is I bring in white light, creative life source, and I open my crown and I just let myself get connected and completely immersed in the light and I pull up that supportive, loving earth energy that offers us the gravity that keeps our feet on the ground in, metaphorically and, and in actuality. And I ask that my energy and my vibration be raised as high as possible. I want my frequency to be vibrating at the very, very, very highest frequency possible so that everything around me has to basically vibrate at my frequency, which is very high and operating purely out of love. So you can't come in my office um, and maybe be stressed out about how someone else has been treating you or experiences that you're having with maybe your mom, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you have always had a rough relationship with your mom, or maybe you and your sister have never really been the best, best of friends like you'd like, and here you've got this wedding going on, and you just seem, everything seems to be just hitting each other at the rough spot. You know, it's just not working. So when I, my goal is to raise the vibration and the energy here at my studios so high and so filled with love that if you come in by yourself or even with your sister or whoever it is, but most of the time the brides will come in, they're not that old stress that they felt. It isn't even polluting their energy right now because the vibration is set so high that unless you're here 
it, it doesn't exist. Think of it as a radio station. You change the dial on the radio station in your car and you want to get to 100.5 because that's the station you want to listen to. There are many, many, many frequencies on that radio station that you could pick up. All you have to do is quickly turn here, turn there, whatever. But unless you are exactly tuned in to 100.5, you cannot receive any other transmissions. You can't receive any other sound waves that come through. That's the only sound wave you're going to get. So that's what I do when I'm here in my studio. I purposely, with intent, bring in the white light and raise the energy so high on the love meter that the only thing that can any any waves that can be picked up are going to be in love so before i touch a dress i know that you think you think i forgot what i'm getting at here with jennifer's dress but before i touch a dress or before i work with a bride i purposely i work very hard to keep my space clean to keep the energy clean jennifer came in and i knew she said she had reconstructive breast surgery obviously something went went on and I asked her I said so um, I'm gonna need to kind of pull the dress up on you and move things around are you still tender are you hurting are you okay I just wanted to make sure I didn't physically hurt her by pulling the dress she goes oh no 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 this has been a couple of years ago that I was uh, had the surgery and I said okay great well I'm glad you had the surgery and I'm glad you're here today to tell me about it because in my mind I'm thinking she probably is a breast cancer survivor and she said you know what I can't um, be stressed out about any part of this wedding um, journey because you know so many brides stress out about stuff but honestly I have the the two things in my life including my life <laughs> three I guess things that I that are bigger than anything that I already have that are a gift to me from the universe and I can't be mad at anything because I'm I'm so blessed already and I said oh my god would you mind sharing your love story with me tell me your love story I want to hear this love story so Jennifer said that a few years previous I believe I'm gonna do some guesstimations because I can't get this exact but I think it was like probably oh I would say four years ago uh, four, four and a half, something like that, I'm guessing. Uh, she was just dating. She she met a guy on an app, and she definitely wasn't looking to get locked down. She wasn't looking to be in a relationship. She wasn't really looking to do anything but maybe date somebody for a little bit, have some companionship, and um, met this nice guy, went out with him, I think she only went out with him for like two months at this time at this point and and he was a nice guy I mean they just met it had only been two months and she hadn't developed any feelings for him or anything she had no intention to and um, she uh, found out she was pregnant and um, decided hmm what do I do? What do I do? Um, she wasn't really sure she wanted to tell him because she didn't really know him. 
And she's like, well, that's like a lot of pressure on him for somebody he just met. And honestly, you know, uh, I know that I do want to be a mother. I've always known I wanted to be a mother and this might be a gift. So I'm just going to go forward. And she had kind of decided just to not say anything about being pregnant. Um, a little time had passed. She was at the doctor, had some tests done. And in those tests, um, she found out that she had breast cancer. And she was really, really um, struck with, you know, she was really thrust into a precipice here of make a decision. God, you know, she's, I think she's probably in her early 30s and she's thinking, I'm single. I'm not in love with anybody. What do I do? And uh, she's like, um, you know, I, I, the doctor told her, um, you have 100% need to have, start chemotherapy and you need to start treating this now. It's, we need to take it serious. And, um, he told her she was going to have to abort the baby. And she said, uh, no, sorry, that's just not an option. I am not going to abort the baby. And, um, so the, against the doctor's orders, she decided to postpone all treatment, um, for the cancer because she just wanted to make sure that baby was safe and did nothing to harm that baby, that life inside of her. And, uh, she just, um, you know, did natural homeopathic things, kept herself as positive as possible. Just, um, you know, just kept, kept on doing the, the healthy thing. And she does live a very healthy life. After a little bit of time has passed, she realized at this point that, um, she really did need to tell him that she was pregnant because, at this point, it wasn't just the thought of a baby. It was actually a baby growing and she could see her body changing. And she's like, he needs to know. And he also needs to know the choice I'm making because if for some reason I don't make it through this, I need my baby to have a daddy. So she contacted him and she said, uh, Hey, I, d I just want to let you know. Uh, she hadn't seen him for a while. It'd been a couple months, I think. And uh, she told him that basically that she found out she was pregnant and not long after that she found out that she has breast cancer and she decided that she wanted to keep the baby and not proceed with any cancer treatment or chemotherapy of any, any anything like that at all um, to make sure that the baby was safe. This man told her at that very moment that whatever she decided, whatever she wanted to do is what he would do. If she needs him to be there every day and help her because she's weak and feeling tired or whatever she needs, he will come. If she wants him to move in with her, if she, if she wants to move in with him because he, she needs the support, 
you do that. If you want me to marry you, I will marry you. She's like, no, 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 no. This is, that's not what this is about. I'm just telling you because I, I, I completely expect to be a parent alone. I'm not trying to thrust that on you. It's just that since I have made the decision and I'm past the mark, then I wouldn't have made a decision to have an abortion anyway. But since I'm past that mark, if something should happen to me, I want our child to have a father. So that's why I'm telling you. And he says, well, honestly, I'm not trying to shove myself in there, but I want you to know that no matter what you want, that is what I want. And I will be here for you for anything that you need. Trips to the doctor, anything at all. When the baby comes, if you want to raise this baby jointly but separately, I will do that. Just whatever, whatever you want, I am here. So he was um, a knight in shining armor, an amazing human being. And she got through the pregnancy and they delivered a beautiful baby girl. And uh, she actually decided to continue to postpone her chemotherapy and her treatment um, so that she could breastfeed her baby because she thought, listen, I'm more than likely never going to be able to have another baby. I'm never going to be able to experience this ever, ever again. So I am going to enjoy every aspect of being a mother. So she breastfed her baby and never regretted it. I, I'm a mom. I have three kids and that has to be the most beautiful part of motherhood that I ever experienced. You, it's, you are so close to your baby. There is nothing, there is no one that your baby needs more than you when you're breastfeeding. And that is, that exchange of love and trust and support is something I wouldn't trade it for anything. Amazing. So, um, I absolutely applaud her for making that choice. So, um, as time went on, um, he was there for her constantly. She started her treatment and through the treatment, um, she, she had contacted her, cl her closest clients and they were all very supportive of her and very loving, uh, um, to her. Um, the, she's never dropped a name. I've, I, she's not like, a, she's not that kind of person. She's not a name dropper, except I know that Daryl Hannah is one of her clients. I happen to be a huge fan of Daryl Hannah. I just, I love her energy. I love her crazy awesomeness and her awareness of energy. All of that to me is, makes her a fabulous person. Anyway. And I like her work too. She's fantastic. So she did say that that um, they, that all of her clients were very loving and supportive and just said, hey, whatever you need, please let us know. We're here for you, whatever you need. So she had a very loving, loving support in her clients as well. And uh, so through this process of her going through the cancer treatments and her recovery, they in love. I'm such a sucker. I am 
absolutely this I warned you that this was gonna tear me up to tell this story um they fell deeply in love and she's like this woman who is very um I would say I would actually compare her in a way to myself I'm a very strong independent woman I uh, don't purposely I don't say it in an aggressive way but I really, really do not need another person. I, I don't need, I do not need a man. I don't need a partner. I live a very, very, very happy life. Um, I love myself. I love my space. And I love the, I've grown to, not always, um, through the rough times, the early parts of my divorce, those rough times, I definitely craved and cried many 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 years for being alone and having to deal with all this myself but currently and for past many many number of years I feel such a sense of accomplishment and pride and oh, just like I did it I can do it and uh, my parents are passed away I don't have brothers and sisters I don't have aunts and uncles I don't have anybody in my life. I've, I made my family. I have my kids, <laughs> you know, they're the ones that are with me. And so when I have a rough spot or I have something I need to do, I think that's why I keep moving forward because I don't have a safety net. I don't know about Jennifer's life. I don't know if, if, um, I never asked her, does she have family? You know, cause a lot of people don't have family. Um, but I don't I don't know if that if that's what where her source of independence and strength comes from but I I think that she has that and and she, I remember her telling me in in the room in there she said I literally looked at him and she said and I was like you don't have you don't have to do this and he and he dropped to his knee and he proposed to her while she was sick and um, and going through treatment. And he told her that he wasn't doing it because he want because he felt he had to. He was doing it because he had fallen in love with her. And he said he'd loved her long before, but knew that she wasn't ready because he respected her independent nature and he respected that she needed more time. And so he loved her so much to slow down and take it at a pace that that she could grow to. And um, after she fully recovered and um, she went and got some reconstructive surgery and had some implants put in to, you know, get her body somewhat back to normal, the woman's shape that she had before. I'm working on her dress. Successfully, I was able to raise the sides and um, create a nice coverage on the sides. And uh, after her wedding was over, God, I don't want to be such a fucking crybaby, but I'm so, this stuff is just why I love what I do. Because they aren't just dresses, these are people. Love stories aren't just for the Hallmark Channel. Love stories are fucking real. Um, 
love really does make the world go round. And after she got married, oh my God, I love my brides. On her wedding day, on the day that she got married, not a week after, not a few days after, not a month after, the very day that she got married, she sent me a video that someone in her uh, wedding, one of the guests at the wedding videotaped for her on their phone. And it's this wobbly, adorable, cute video. And she's at this beautiful place. I don't, I don't really know where they were. It could have been Hawaii or somewhere. It could have been it could have been LA. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but it was a beautiful, um, sunset behind them. She is standing, uh, in her beautiful dress with the huge, gorgeous train out there sparkling in the sunlight. Her very handsome sweetheart is standing, uh, like two heads taller than her. Very, very, very tall guy and they're just he is holding her hands and they're looking at each other and right between them and around them is this absolutely adorable three-year-old little girl who is a miniature Jennifer and She's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. She is grabbing her mom's arm. She she has not let go of her mother's hand. And she's twirling and twirling and spinning and falling and falling and falling and slopping and plopping. And she turns around and she takes her mom and she takes a running leap and pounces on the back of her wedding dress. It's an outdoor wedding so there's like grass everywhere. And she like jumps on it like it's it's like it's a like an a bounce house or something cuz it's so fluffy back there. And you can hear people in the audience who are are at this wedding witnessing this beautiful love story culmination and there's little giggles here and there, but this little girl she, you can tell, she just has so much love in this home for her. She is so free to be who she is. And she takes another, she must have done this, like, I would say, I don't know, five, six, seven times. And she'd run around Jennifer and Jennifer's arm and go, and she would just take her and just... And, and jump and leap right behind her on top of this the volumes of the back of her dress and just keep jumping and she'd be giggling and she'd just roll around in it and then she'd get up and roll her and do it all over again and every once in a while she'd throw her other hand up and grab her dad's hand kick and and you know swing do you remember being a little kid with your mom and dad hand dad's hand or whoever holding you and you're just swinging so your feet can just be swinging and then she'd let go of his hand and she'd swing around and jump on the back of her mom's dress that is one of the many love stories that absolutely tears me up I ball. I am behaving myself right now to not start bawling like how I really would if you were not, if I wasn't doing a recording right now. 
But I hope that this story is an inspiration to you. On my podcast on iTunes, it's really cool because people can leave reviews, they leave feedback, and it's very touching, it's very encouraging, it's, uh, it makes me feel so terrific to go on here and read the rate. I've got 15 ratings, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that just blesses my heart. It makes me so happy just to um, see this. And I, um, I wanted to respond to one of the people. Actually, I want to say thank you to everybody who has left me reviews and uh, got such cool cool responses in here but there's one a most recent one called Sissa Sissa Belen <laughs> that's cute and she says I love this so much lol and she says love these stories keep them coming my big question is how did you keep going with bridal tailoring after you've experienced your marriage question mark. You're such a strong woman. I wish I could be like you. Okay. So if I understand the question, um, I think you're, I think the way I read it is you're wondering how did I get, not get jaded or how did I continue to, I guess, have the heart to do bridal alterations when my own marriage uh, disintegrated in such an ugly and hurtful way. Um, I guess what I have to tell you is that my experience as negative and hurtful and painful as it was to go through that did not in any way affect my deep deep, sincere feeling of the trueness and the reality of true love. I know without a shadow of a doubt that love is real. And I do know that it doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be perfect and everybody's a robot and that's how you get you know, that's the only way to have perfect love. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is for me, yes, I was a good wife. I didn't cheat. I didn't push buttons to, to try to kick him out or make him do things. I, I, I just, I didn't do head games or anything like that. I'm just, that is just not who I am as a person. So I didn't do that. Um, and he had his own personal insecurities is the only thing and 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 honestly probably sicknesses to uh go out and and do things that not only hurt our marriage but hurt so many other people when you do things like that but i have always felt that a the 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 very existence of me I'm a good person. I'm a reliable person. I am very sincere. Um, I don't, I don't in any way try to mislead people. I, what you see is what you get. How I am, how I behave, how I talk. 
this really, really is me. I'm not, not putting up a different thing. I have never cheated on someone in my life. It wouldn't be something that I'd want to do. Um, it wouldn't even be something I don't think, I don't think I could do it. I, do, I don't think, I think I, if I'm done with the relationship, I'll just end the relationship. It's, it's much more respectful. I think respect is very important. I like getting respect. And so I've learned that, you know, then you, you, it's the golden rule, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. So I believe the very fact that I exist, which is I am a stable, strong, loving, amazing person. I am living proof that there is a match for me because I exist. So I believe that um, there's more than one match for a person. I, I don't I don't think that there's one person and then you're done and you're screwed. I believe that there are many matches to us. We've lived many lifetimes and people keep coming back and you get to experience life with them again. So if you've lived many lifetimes, there's you're going to have lots of opportunities with people who are going to be soulmate opportunities for you. And it's just a matter of, in my personal opinion, of learning and growing through relationships and non and from not having relationships like i said i've been off the grid for a little while and it's taught me how to love myself enough to speak up and articulate what i need and articulate what makes me feel afraid or what makes me feel threatened or scared or whatever but i think that the ability to recognize who you are, um, really how you tick is it's, it's the whole eat, pray, love thing. It, it really, it really is. And it's not the answer. A lot of people want to hear, um, 15, 20 years ago, I didn't want to hear that. Like I seriously would want to flip somebody off who told me that. But I, the fact is, that until you take the time to really, really, really become at peace with who you are and become utterly joyful and happy and exuberant in just your own company, how can you expect to have a fulfilling, satisfying exchange of relationship with another human being if you can't even be there for yourself by yourself? So I am there and I have been there for some time. Um, and I've always, always believed that it didn't matter what my ex-husband did. It didn't matter how he treated me in our marriage that I didn't deserve that. So I don't go around expecting that to happen to me again. And it had nothing to do with me. It had 100% to do with him. So I still believe in Prince Charming I really do. And um, I am not jaded. And so every single time that I get in one of those dresses back there behind me and I work on it, I meditate. I bring my energy in and I ask the universe to raise my vibration so high so that when I'm working on this dress, the textiles, the thread, my needle, the scissors, everything I'm using when I'm working on that dress is all vibrating at a high 
loving vibration, so high that everything falls together and flows per perfectly together and brings so much love to this bride on her wedding day and infuses her own vibration and her own atoms from that wedding day on to have a happy, 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 loving life together. And I really think that I'm, I'm sewing love into dresses and I'm helping people to have a happy ever after. I kind of feel like that's, that's what I do. I hoped you liked my story about Jennifer. She is spec fucking tacular. I know her clients love her to death and they have good reason for it. I know her hubby loves her to death and I know that that little baby girl can't imagine life without her. And I'm so thankful that she crossed my path, that she found me and shared her loving story with me so that I could share it with you. I hope you guys have a great evening and I hope this or great rest of your day. I don't know why I say evening sometimes, but whenever you're listening to it, I hope that this story helps to renew your faith in love and happiness. And when it feels like you're facing the wall and maybe, maybe things are happening in your life that are so far out of your human control and whether it's something happening with your finances that could be devastating or whether it's something happening at your job that is just wearing you down to a nub so hard that you aren't sure how much longer you can do it and you really can't see a way out because you're locked in and like, how's it going to end? How are you going to get out? You just can't, can't see through this muddy storm, right? Or, you know, maybe something in your past when you were a different person. Maybe, maybe things are catching up with you and uh, the Piper's calling you. Whatever it is, I hope that after listening to Jennifer's story, I hope that helps you to vote on you. Take a vote for yourself and tell yourself, you know, boil shit down in your mind and say, what really matters to me? What ultimately matters to me? If you feel like you're the only person in the world, and I'll tell you, sometimes I really, really have felt like I was the only person in the world. I was literally me against the world, and I had these little kids, and I, I had to uh, protect them and provide for them. I had nobody helping me at all. I had no one in the world. Um, like Jennifer, she, she found out she's pregnant. That's not the end of the world, but still, I mean, it's like, whoa, I didn't expect that. But then she finds out she has breast cancer. Like, really? <laughs> Seriously, you're gonna throw something else at me? Um, and then I'm sure she was thinking, well, shit, uh, I have the kind of business where if um, I'm not working, I'm not making money. So I'm sure she was thinking, well, how the hell am I going to support myself through all of this? Uh, do I have the right insurance to even pay for treatment? Like, I, I can't even imagine the shit that was going through her mind. But you know what? She raised herself above it 
And she said, you know what? I am not going to, to get swallowed up in a poor me, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me pity party. Instead, she's like, you know what? So what? I've got cancer. Okay. I, you know what? I got, I got a baby here to look forward to. And I hope that I live past delivery so that I can be a mom for this baby. But if not, I'm pregnant right now and I have a baby in me. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So whatever is happening in your life, I know that there is something that you can pull out that you can think of, oh, you know what? I've got this. And I don't care how small or shallow it might feel. Who cares? Find something and then, and then work to find another thing. And just focus on those things that are good. And keep bringing in more and more things that make you see that there really, really, really are things to be happy about. Even if some of the things that you feel are the things that make your life go around. Like the money or the relationship or, um, or your health or um, who cares? I mean, whatever. Shit goes wrong. But... Take it, instead of saying, why did this happen, say, what am I supposed to learn from this? And I believe in me. That's, and, and I know that every day I wake up and I can breathe. And so that means I can get through this. So I hope that, that Jennifer's story and, and me delivering it to you is going to help you to know in your bones, deep inside of you, that there is nothing, nothing bigger than love. So whatever might be going wrong, find something that you can anchor your love in and raise your vibration up and just keep basing it on that and you're gonna get through it. I know you are. So if you've got a story, I wanna hear it. Make sure you contact me if you have anything, any questions that you have or your own personal story that's fun and you want to share it. I want to hear it. If it's a chaos, I want to hear it. Um, love to have you be a guest on my show. And uh, you know what? Put your chin up, put your shoulders back, and take on the day. You've got this. You've got this.